good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We appreciate God letting us come this way. Sure had a good Sunday school, enjoyed it, and uh, enjoyed seeing people come in and get in the fellowship a little bit uh, before Sunday school and after Sunday school, and it's just a blessing to be here this morning. I appreciate God's tender mercies, and uh, we got a lot of people sick, and uh, a lot of people's gone, but we thank God for allowing us to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I just really appreciate what I've already felt. Got a scripture I'd like to read in the uh, seventh chapter of the book of Jeremiah. I'd like to read the first three verses. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there his word, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah, and enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. So we want to say welcome to everybody, especially our visitors and those who are watching on the live stream. And uh, let's all just stand, and we'll have a word of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be in your house this morning. God, thank you for what we've already felt, and uh, Lord, for the, just the privilege and the blessing of being together. Uh, God, we pray that you'd help those that are sick and are not able to come. Uh, God, help us this morning that we'll just uh, get everything out of the uh, away from our mind and our hearts and center our thoughts on heaven. And God, that we can, uh, Lord, truly worship you in spirit and in truth. God, we ask you these things and we praise you in Jesus' name. And amen. We'll turn the service over to the choir. And Brother Sean. 136. <laughs>
you don't have to wait for after the preaching. Uh, if God's calling you to come to Alder, you come right now. And we'll we'll pray with you. Pray for me. Um, yeah, jo I talked to Joyce Mason, and she had asked me to sing this. I used to sing it a long time, and Mr. Farmer used to sing it a long time ago too. And I told her, if God lets me, I'll try. But uh, just pray for me and, and sing it with me. Everybody knows a lot of people know the words, but uh, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, we we know what happened yesterday, and and we're we're here today, but we don't know about tomorrow. But we know one that does. So just pray for us. Thank the Lord for that good singing. Thank the Lord for the good spirit we can feel this morning. Let's all stand for just a moment. Everybody got some unspoken request? Just raise your hand. If you got a prayer request you'd like to make known? Just say what's on your heart this morning. Got a lot of people sick. Let's pray for all them. And, uh, let's especially pray for God's convicting spirit to speak to people's hearts this morning, speak powerfully. Uh, we'd like to see people come to the Lord this morning. We'd like to see people get saved. And if you're already saved and you're not where you need to be with the Lord, we'd like to see you and we need you to come and get in. We can't do your part. Nobody else can do your part. And your part's important. The, the devil will tell you you don't matter, but the devil's a liar. And so let's, let's pray for folks that just really need to get in. Get on fire for God this morning. And uh, any others?
Remember that. Remember that. Any others? I was asked to make a request for a, uh, a young man who's very sick with COVID on the ventilator. He's a son of someone who works. He's a young, right. a young fellow. They asked me to ask the church to pray for him. Amen. Appreciate that. Any more? What a blessing to be in God's house this morning. Sunday we gather out and they're here yeah. and they leave in the same condition they came in every Sunday yeah, one of these Sundays the Lord's going to shut the door on you you ain't going to have a chance no more you're going to have to lift your eyes in hell that sounds harsh and that sounds mean it's but true. it's true amen. amen amen well I appreciate that request thank the Lord I expressed this the way it is and uh, my my very deepest heartfelt feelings I, I'm I'm so concerned about some folks that I feel like God's been calling. And if he has been calling you, you know it. And uh, I sure pray that you think about that and, and consider uh, what that uh, uh, Brother Sean just said. Someone else. That's good. He, he's sure worthy to be praised. Anyone else? If not, we'll ask Brother Billy Ray to lead us. see everybody here this morning and uh, so we just noticed doing Kathy glad to have you all with us this morning from down in Kentucky let's keep praying let's just pour our hearts out to God this morning who'd feel like singing you've got a song or songs on your heart this morning that God's given you to sing please do that just do what you feel in your heart anyone Just a little bit, give you time. Let's pray. Appreciate it. Come ahead. Pray for them, church. Uh, kind of practicing around with some new songs over the weekend and this past week and Thought maybe God would let me sing one of them, but we got here this morning and he put the oldest one in the book on my heart. But uh, 
you know, I got to thinking the way this service has went so far. Uh, if you was drowning and there was a lifeboat right there and somebody, somebody with their hand out reaching for you, telling you, come on, get on board, would you sit there in the water and say, well, I might in a little bit. You'd be in a hurry to get in that lifeboat. That's the way God works this morning. He's here. He's got his hand out. He's telling you, come on. All you got to do is reach out and grab it. And pray for us. There's a lighthouse on a hillside and it overlooks life's sea. When I'm tossed, it sends out a light that I might see. And the light that shines in darkness will safely lead me home if it wasn't for the lighthouse this ship would sail no more and I thank God for the lighthouse I owe my life to him and Jesus is the lighthouse and from the rocks of sin he has shone the light around me so that I might clearly see if it wasn't for the lighthouse where would this ship be everybody that lives around me says tear the lighthouse down the big ships they don't sail here anymore so what's the use of it standing round oh but then my mind goes back to that starry night when just in time I saw the light from that old lighthouse all and it led me home to God and I thank God for the lighthouse I owe my life to him and Jesus song those good comments anybody else feel like singing got something on your heart you sure welcome if you do right. if not I want you to pray real hard I, I believe you already are but certainly keep keep doing that and uh, we look back in the book of Exodus if you'd like to read with me and uh, a few verses I want to share from the 25th chapter of the book of Exodus and then we'll go to the 26th chapter of the book of Exodus and uh, realizing that this is just uh, shortly 
not long after the children of Israel has come out of Egypt. They've come through the Red Sea and uh, they've been delivered from Egypt, but because they didn't move by faith and follow God, they could have went right on into the promised land uh, in some of the scholars say within 40 days. Uh, but they turned God away and so they were starting their trip through the wilderness. They were going to be in the wilderness 40 years. But this is just shortly after they'd come out uh, of Egypt and they'd come through the Red Sea. So, so you picture them in the wilderness and but God's uh, giving them some preparations, telling them some things to do. Here in the 25th chapter, verse 1 and 2, said, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. And so uh, Brother Carl was teaching this morning, and he used the, the scripture, used the verse, we need to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Uh, which is our reasonable service. And uh, so now we know that it takes uh, finances to uh, do things and uh, keep the lights on and all that. But our greatest offering we give God is our heart. And so this is what I'm not talking about the, the financial part. And I'm not talking about it in any respect. I'm talking about the heartfelt offering that we need to give the Lord. Well, now, uh, down here in verse 8, here still in chapter 25, it says, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. So uh, God had given Moses a pattern. He said, I want you to do things the way I've told you. See, and sometimes we'd like to uh, kind of change God's plan around a little bit, and we'd like to change God's word around a little bit, and we'd like to change God's law, but it does, it's unchangeable. Uh, we either do it or we break it. And, uh, so, and then it goes on. And verse 22, still here in chapter 25, said, And I will meet uh, with thee and will commune with thee from above the mercy seat and between uh, the two cherubims which are upon uh, the ark of the testimony. And, but we want to go down into chapter 26 and uh, read a few things about uh, how that God wanted them to construct some of the things in the tabernacle. Now, there's a lot in this, but we want to focus on very few things. Uh, maybe get some of the other parts a little later on. But here in chapter 26, verse 21, said, Moreover, uh, thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims of cunning work shalt thou make them. And that's verse 1. Now we'll go down to verse 7. This is still continuing uh, the structure and uh, putting together a tabernacle. Verse 7 said, And thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle, even eleven curtains thou shalt make. And then we want to go down to the fourteenth verse, and this is what it says in the fourteenth verse. And thou shalt make a covering for the tent of ram's skin dyed red, and a covering above of badger skins. And so you really pray this morning. Uh, God had a, a particular way He wanted things made, and He wanted it made just like He said. Now, when he said, moreover, uh, he's really stressing to make a point. I want you to focus on this and want you to get it like this. Thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen, uh, of blue and purple and scarlet, with cherubims of cunning work. Thou shalt make them. Well, I want to focus on that a little bit. Uh, when I was reading this, and, and uh, I've uh, preached on this sometimes over the years, I tried to think probably the first time I ever preached on this probably 40 years ago. Uh, but uh, every time that I read this, seem like God brings out a point I never thought about before. Well, that doesn't bother me. That blesses me. Uh, I'm glad that God has got an endless treasure of things that he can give us. Uh, even scriptures uh, that we think we've read, and well, I believe I might understand that a little bit. Uh, if we'll just humble our heart and God moves, uh, he'll give us uh, something that we never even thought about. At least he does me. And I'm glad it's like that. And so when I began to think about uh, them putting this, uh, uh, these curtains together, uh, God said, uh, make these uh, curtains for the tabernacle. And this was like a tent. Uh, see, uh, this was something that uh, they carried through the wilderness. 
uh, this wasn't just a building that they built and it sat there like uh, this building. Uh, this, uh, what they were building back here, uh, they took it with them. Uh, when, when the cloud moved and they began to follow the cloud or they, they followed the fire uh, in the night and the cloud in the day, when, when that moved, uh, they began to take down the tabernacle. They take it with them. When they got where they were supposed to stay a while, they set it back up. Well, I, I began to think about this. And, uh, they were putting these curtains together. I said, make them of uh, 12 curtains, or 10 curtains, excuse me, 10 curtains of fine twine linen, of blue and purple and scarlet. Uh, and he said, make this of cunning work. Well, I began to think about it. These folks had just uh, come out of bondage and they were going through the wilderness. Uh, I don't know what kind of tools they had with them. Now, uh, think about that. They were just in the wilderness. I don't know if they had any, anything that they could make big curtains out of. Uh, I don't know uh, when they uh, ran out of uh, Egypt and they were going out there. I don't know if they carried big curtains with them. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't seem to me like they had any uh, that were made like this because this is a very special design. Well, well what's your point, preacher? Now, now here, uh, this really uh, stirred me and touched my heart. Uh, uh, whatever uh, God wants us to do and wherever we're at, and however unlikely it seems that we can do something, if God says do it, it can be done. Brother Mike, I don't know if they had any big looms to weave these curtains out of. Don't know that at all. Don't know if they crocheted them. Don't know if they embroidered them. Don't know how they could in a spot like they were in. But God said do it, and they were able to do it. Now, that brings me back uh, to things in our life today. Uh, I'll just use my own personal experience. Uh, when I was just a young fellow and God called me to preach, uh, I said, I can't do that. Uh, and, and, and I explained to God uh, in very uh, uh, careful detail uh, why I couldn't do it. Uh, I explained it to him real good. Uh, but, but God wasn't having any of that uh, because God knew uh, what God could do. Uh, it wasn't uh, what Terry Brock could do, but it was what God could do. I want you to know, even as a young boy before God ever called me to preach, I remember one time sitting in the church house and God put it on my heart to testify. I said, I can't do that. Everything God's ever given me to do spiritually, I felt like I couldn't do it. But everything that I ever tried to do, God made it possible. And so I want you to think about it today. Regardless of what you feel like you cannot do, I'm telling you what, if God wants you to do it, you can do it. You need to step out by faith and make an effort. And, and so God said this. He said this, make thou the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twine linen. Fine twine. That means put together very precisely. And then down there he said, make it out of cunning work. That means with great thought and great expertise. That means making a very special item out of it. Now this was a very special put together that God gave them the pattern for it. See, God said, make it by my pattern. I'm telling you what, let's do everything by God's pattern today. And sometimes the old devil, he'll just fight us so hard and he'll say, you can't do that but I'm going to tell you again the devil's a liar but, but let's look at just what it was about make these uh, tin curtains uh, with blue and purple and scarlet uh, well I'm, I'm telling you I like those colors uh, I learned uh, when I was just in school uh, probably most of us did uh, when I have art class uh, they, they showed us an art class if, if you take uh, some blue, uh, maybe some blue paint, and, and you take some red paint, and, and you had a, a pot you could put them in, you put the blue in here, you put the red in here, and you stir it up, and uh, white, kind of amazing. And just a little bit, uh, you see a purple color uh, in the pot. Uh, well, I want to preach about that a little bit, that blue color. That's the God color. Uh, uh, when uh, even their ephods uh, was all of blue, uh, and, and uh, the, the items that hooked the priest's hat on, it was made out of blue. Uh, and the band that went around his head is made out of blue. Uh, and you look up uh, at the sky uh, when, when the clouds is not in the way, uh, and the sun's shining, you can see the blue sky. That's the God color. Now, boy, so we got a curtain. It's got blue in it. Well, wait a minute, preacher. Where did the red come in? The red is talking about the blood. 
uh, we've got a Savior uh, that come all the way from heaven. Uh, and he come, he brought the blood. Uh, I'm saved. I'm covered. Uh, marked by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, so uh, where, what's that got to do with the purple? Uh, I want you to know, uh, Jesus was the God-man. Uh, in my younger days, I made a, a, a misstatement. Uh, I, I remember saying it, and God convicted me. Don't say that. I said Jesus was half man, half God. And God said, that's not right. He was all man and all God. The man part was 100% man, and the God part was 100% God. And so uh, we got 100% blue on the one side. We got 100% red on the other side. Uh, but I'm going to tell you what. He's the only one that ever could uh, put the blue and the red together. Uh, and he took the blue and the red uh, to a place called Calvary uh, and shed that blood uh, on the old rugged cross uh, and to signify that. Uh, they thought they were making fun out of it. But God was making a statement. When they took him up there, they put a purple robe on him. That's because uh, he was the savior of the world. He was the one that could put the red and the blue together. Uh, and he could make the purple. And so even back here, uh, hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus was ever born, God was making a picture. He was making a statement. Uh, I want you to uh, fix this tabernacle. I want you to uh, make ten curtains out of it. Uh, and I want you to make the colors of the curtains uh, blue and red and purple and I want you to make it of cunning work I want you to make it after my pattern no other pattern uh, could ever bring salvation except the pattern uh, that Jesus brought uh, he put the uh, red and the blue and the purple together praise God uh, let me uh, give you this didn't know I was going to get in on this part uh, I didn't think I would but I need to uh, there was ten curtains uh, this was the inside of the tabernacle uh, that ten represents the law well preacher uh, is the law Oh, any good? Yeah, the law is good. No, well. I thought the law wasn't good uh, while Jesus had to come and die. Uh, well, it wasn't the law that was bad. The law, the Bible said, is holy and just and good. But what was the problem was with our inability to keep the law. But I'll tell you, Jesus Christ kept the law. On the inside of the tabernacle is where Jesus is. Uh, he is on the inside of the tabernacle. There's no broken laws in Jesus. Uh, it was just in me where the law was broke. Uh, and so we see these uh, ten curtains around here. Uh, and the Bible said, and listen to this, besides, besides the blue and the purple and the scarlet, said make cherubim of cunning work. Uh, the cherubim, uh, that's an angel of mercy. Uh, and so you got the blue and you got the red and you got the purple. Uh, and uh, well, in the midst of all that is the angel of mercy. There's God's mercy angel that come down and spoke to a, a little 12-year-old boy one time in that same little block building that Carl Atkins was teaching about in Sunday school, telling about that's that same little block building where I, I got on my knees uh, on, on that floor with those old brown tiles. I can still see the tiles. I had my head bowed, uh, looking down at them old tiles. I was destitute. I felt so bad and so lost and so in trouble. But when God saved my soul, he gave me eternal life. Uh, he, uh, he let me have the joy. He let me have the blessing of the cunning work of the fine twine linen. It was ever dot was in place. I'm telling you what, when I was a boy, I used to get amazed at some of the uh, crochet and embroidering that my mom would do. Uh, and uh, I praise God, uh, she did some pretty work, but I'm telling you, there was nothing like the work that God did in my soul uh, when I was saved by the grace of God. He took something that was just uh, a mess. Uh, our righteousness is like filthy rags. Uh, I was dead in trespassing and sin, my soul full of filthy rags. But when, when he took that out of there, he put a mind masterpiece back in this place and so let me get this I want to get on down through here now this seventh verse and this 14th verse and then seventh verse thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle eleven curtains thou shalt make well let me just let me just give you this let me get over here in maybe in the, the book of Corinthians I think it is uh, oh I probably can't find it but I, I probably quote it I think it's uh, Corinthians probably uh, three uh, and 16 it talks about a lot it says know you not 
out that you are the temple of God. And the Spirit of God dwells in you. That's what ties us together. We got a great building here. I praise God for it. I believe, and I tell people, I believe this. This building, this natural building is a miracle. If it wouldn't have been God's miracle, I don't believe we'd have this. I believe this is a miracle. God gave Lima Missionary Baptist Church. But I'm telling you what, as wonderful a meeting place as this is, and I praise God we've got it. The real temple of the Lord is down on our inside. If the, if a if a big storm, heaven forbid, if a big hurricane would come through and tear this church down till it was just a rubble here, I'd still have the church of the living God in my soul, brother Mike. That's and so would you. That's where the church of the living God is. But listen, on the outside of this tabernacle was goat hair. I'm telling you what. Now, if you looked at the outside of that tabernacle, it might not look so hot. But if you could look on the inside, you could see the, the blue and the purple and the red, and you could see the cherubim. Well, what do you mean, preacher? Well, listen, if you look on the outside of this tabernacle, it might not look so hot. But if you could get a glimpse of what's on the inside, whoo, uh, boy, uh, it'd make it a marvel a uh, little bit. I uh, uh, praise God. Well, and besides the goat hair, well, I like this. On this tabernacle, you pray, I need to take my time a little bit. But listen, in the 14th verse, thou shalt make a covering for the tent. So you got the uh, ten curtains down here, and you got the goat hair uh, certain around it. But then it said, in the 14th verse, thou shalt make a covering for the tent of ram skin uh, dyed red. Uh, a ram uh, is a male sheep or, or a male lamb. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, on the top of this, now you just imagine this, having all these beautiful curtains and everything uh, and colored like it is. I'm trying to explain that a little bit. Uh, you just imagine this and seeing the colors and the cherubim. Oh, it looks so marvelous and it looks so good. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you talk about getting happy. Uh, when you look up, you see the ram skin dyed red. I'm covered by the blood when I look up. I, I, I can see the ram skin dyed red. I'm saved by grace. I kept by his power on my way to glory. And it doesn't just cover me. It covers everybody that's in the tabernacle. Well, preacher, you mean everybody that's in the house? Well, that ain't exactly what I mean uh, because like's already been testified, I'm afraid there's some this morning that you're that's lost, uh, that God's calling you not saved. Now, I'm glad you're here with us in this physical building, but I'd rather that you be with us uh, in the household of faith. I'd rather that you be saved by God's grace. I'd rather that you be one of God's children. Uh, let me tell you what today, uh, in just a little bit, we'll ask for a song. Uh, I want you to think about this. Uh, you need to get saved. If you want to go to heaven, you need to be born again you can't go except you're born again Jesus told Nicodemus except you be born again you cannot see the kingdom of God and so listen to me today uh, and listen especially to the voice of God I believe God's calling if you're here and you're lost today you need to get saved uh, but also uh, and this is heavy on my heart too I believe we got some here uh, that's been saved that just really needs to get in so you can have power to help somebody else get in you can't help anybody else until you get help for yourself Let's all stand. Let's sing us a good old song. And let's pray. Let's mind the Lord. Uh, you, you can say, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not hurting anybody. And this old saying, I'm not hurting anybody. And if I am hurting anybody, why well, I wouldn't be hurting anybody but myself. I want you to know, if you're not where you need to be with Jesus, you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting everybody that's looking at you. Sing whenever you get ready. Please obey the Lord this morning. Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord. That's all it is. That's the blood of Jesus. Obey the Lord. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Please obey the Lord. Oh, by the Lord. Amen. Would you come? If you're not saved, you need to get saved. Real simple. If you're not saved, you need to get saved this morning. Come. Come.
Somebody needs to move this morning. Amen. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Obey the Lord. Somebody needs to come. Please come. Please come. Amen. I appreciate that good singing. I asked Brother Sean to pause just a little bit. God put something else on my heart to share with you. And listen, if you're here and lost this morning, uh, we're not here to embarrass you or pick on you or uh, ask you hard questions. Uh, you don't have to take an uh, exam uh, to, to get saved. You don't, have to, you don't have to know anything special about the Bible to come to all. Satan will tell you a lot of things, but he'll try to keep you from coming to Jesus. If you're here and lost and you'd just be willing to come pray, we'll gather around and pray with you and ask God to save your soul. Now, we won't even bother you when you're praying. If God gives you something that you need to ask us, well, we'll do that. We'll try to answer your question. But please obey the Lord. But now also, if you're here today and, and you're, you're not really living for the Lord, if you're saved but you're not living for the Lord, what a pity to go through life like that. It's miserable. And, and you know you need to get in. And, and when Satan's trying to talk you out of getting in, you know he's lying. It's your choice and your move. The Bible said, choose ye, uh, choose ye this day whom you serve. But here's what I need to share with you. This is in the, uh, the seventh chapter of the book of Revelations. And uh, I started to read it, but I'll just share the substance of it. Uh, there was one of the elders that came and was talking uh, to John there. John was lifted up in the spirit. And one of the elders came and was talking to John and, and showed John something. There was a host of people there that were arrayed in white robes. They had white robes on, white linen, white robes. And the elder said to John, John, who are these? And John said, sir, thou knowest. And the elder said, John, these are they who have come up out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. How can that be, preacher? Well, when I came by faith to an altar of penance, when God's Holy Spirit was calling me, when I came, I, when I trusted God, when I, when I let God be my leader instead of the devil, and I came to the altar and, and I asked God to save my soul, and I believed that Christ had died and rose from the dead for me, then I got my robe washed. I, I, it's made white. You think about this. That's the only blood I know you can wash something and it turns it white. Anything else, you'd wash the blood of something in, it'd turn it red. But this blood is a cleansing blood. And when I got saved, I got my robe washed, I was made white in the blood of the Lamb. I'm, I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm one of the group that's in the, uh, the white robe crowd. Well, preacher, how'd you get there? All I did is trust Jesus. Everybody saves in that group. So now listen, please, 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 while we sing this time, you come, if you will. Please come. Please come. Please obey the Lord. Come right now. While God's calling, come right now. Come on. Where could I go? No place will help you except you come to the Lord. God won't make it, it's up to you. You want it or not. If you're lost and you want salvation, you need to seek it. If you're saved and you want to have the fire of God in your life, you need to seek it. How do you do that? You obey the Lord. Obey the Lord.
good singing. I appreciate your attention and your prayers. It's good to be here this morning. I went far as I feel like God's directed me. Anybody else got something on your heart? If you do, mind the Lord. That's good, Sean. It's not a, would you please. It's a, a commandment from God. Right. And uh, today, this morning, God's given me a commandment. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm trying to come, and I try to stay out of the way. Uh, but he's, he put it on my heart to sit up front. And so I'm, I'm going to start sitting up front on the front bench. Help him, Lord. As long as there's room. I looked up here today, and there was room to car all the way down. And I couldn't lay down three times up there. That's good. It may sound simple. Glad to have you. But I want to be simple for the Lord. I want Amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate that. Appreciate that testimony. Appreciate Brother Sean. Felt that. Somebody else. Somebody else. If nothing else, just be seated for a minute and we'll see if there's any announcements. Anybody have any announcements? Okay, Sister Sanderson's going to pray the halls out in the fellowship hall after service is dismissed. Anyone else have anything? All right, if nothing else, we'll ask everybody to see the stand. As we bow our heads and reverse from ask Brother Lee to pray for dismissal. Lord, we pray that as the message went out, Lord, that you allow us to apply it to our lives. And Father, the best thing that I like about it is that, Lord, that you said how to do it, and all we have to do is follow it, Lord. And if we just follow what you give us, Lord, we know that it'll be right in our life. We thank you and praise you for everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name.